0: we everyone welcome to the i believe this is the sixth episode of the invincibly super massive comic book podcast of stuff i'm tony guerrero the editor-in-chief of comic vine and i have another special guest this week we are talking to mr matt fraction hi there how you doing
1: i'm good how are you
0: very good so let's see at marvel you're, you're one of the architects of marvel
1: I don't or, think we're doing that anymore. You're They're not to something else
0: now. Did they like take your um? Their T-square? away? Yeah,
1: I lost my. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm just back to being a, a, a regular old structural engineer. <laughs>
0: okay, so you have Fantastic Four, which is pretty much like the Marvel book because that's like what started it all. In you know in the, the Marvel age. So you, you got that. The first family. You have FF to Future Foundation. You have Hawkeye. Is there anything else I'm missing no, at I'm Marvel? To, so you got to, those. And then, um, and then you have something in the works, uh, was it Sex Criminals, something like that? Uh, Sex Criminals, yeah,
1: so from Image, f- and then uh, a Satellite Sam, also from Image.
0: So you're, uh, so and, basically... Uh, and there's even more stuff
1: that I've just not talked about.
0: You're an extremely busy guy. Yeah. So h- how do you do it all?
1: I like what I do. It helps, you know? With the old, uh, the old uh, chestnut, if uh, you, you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. It's true. Um, I mean, that's, that's sort of the short version, anyway.
0: But then, I mean, you, you also have a very cute daughter. Family time—that that's important. And a son, I
1: have a five-year-old and two-year-old. Oh, yeah, that's right. And a marriage, and
0: uh, yeah. So you're able to juggle it all. So that's. Um,
1: I guess, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so let's let's talk Fantastic Four. Okay. So um, the first two issues are out. Right. Um, and it's the future. Yeah. So w- who came up with the idea is, Like we're going to go like out of time you know, take them basically essentially like off out of continuity in, in a sense. Sure. Cause you don't have to worry like Ultron yeah, war coming wasn't up.
1: My, I mean, it was my idea. I mean, it's, that was, that was my pitch, you know, um, it wasn't my, uh, intention to like, and in fact, we, we found a way we're, we're actually machining them back in for the age of Ultron stuff. Um, and I've written that, I wrote that this week. Uh, the age of Ultron issue is, is, is done. So, um, um, so it's not necessarily hermetically sealed, cave. I didn't intend to take them off the board um, and keep them all to myself. Uh, this was just sort of the story that I, that I wanted to tell, uh, um, and that's just sort of an unfortunate side effect, I suppose. Now, when, when you can came- but, there, but there's an Age of Ultron issue I wrote, so, you know, it's not, um, it's not absolute by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Okay. And, and what, what can we look forward to in like Wilder off in adventure, trying to figure out what's going on?
1: Um, well, to me, uh, the, the Fantastic Four you know, when people speak of like, well, I want to do what Stan injected, like, like what Stan injected was, you know, make the Marvel universe whole cloth in like 102 issues or whatever. Um, so, uh, uh, that's kind of what was my goal was like, I just want to build new stuff. You know, I don't want to riff on anything or, uh, if you're doing fantastic Four, I want, I want to just go and go and go and kind of have that, um, crazy, almost manic sense of invention. Um, that those early, that that, 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 really that whole run has, um, where just, just idea piles up after idea on top of idea and just kind of bam, bam, bam. Um, um cause I think that that's, the thing you discover very quickly in writing this book, at least that I have discovered very quickly in writing this book is, is the minute you get these people together, you understand why they are the cornerstones of the Marvel universe, why they are the Euphrates of, of the Marvel empire. Um, so, so you can do this kind of thing. You can build universes on their on their backs. So, um, um, that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to go see and do almost entirely all new stuff. Okay, new characters, new places, new times, new universes, new world, new, new, new everything, and keep it as close to self contained. Now, now, as you've read, you know anybody reading the book understands that there's a kind of um, time bomb ticking under the kitchen table, as it were. Uh, but structurally it's being written much like Hawkeye where where every issue is pretty gettable Um, every issue is pretty Um, self-contained the uh, the, uh, first two issues of Fantastic Four and the first two issues of FF tie together kind of by necessity because there's a lot of characters and a lot of things that have to get set up but afterwards they both go off on their own uh, independent uh, wavelengths
0: so in, in a sense people don't have to read both but they'd be stupid if they didn't
1: I would never use those words you'll get a fuller picture if you read them both but no you certainly won't be punished uh, uh, for not having the interest or the budget uh, or the time to, 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 to want to read them both
0: now um, can we assume that no
1: worries, except for the beginning and then the end
0: can we assume that uh, Fantastic Four's adventure will take a year of their time because of the what it was like the the first sec- or second page or whatever, you know Franklin's vision. where it's like a year from now or something like that. Yeah, that's weird,
1: right? <laughs> and and why is Ben human in that drawing?
0: I mean, I I would assume. He,
1: why does he look like the thing? Why does it look like Ben Grimm? Huh,
0: I I would assume it goes along that- with with what, what what Hickman did about the you know he turns human. I forget. I was it like a a week, once a year. Yeah. yeah. So now um.
1: But, uh, but here's the thing. If you've never read uh, Fantastic Four before, that would punish you. For mm-hmm. that. that would punish you for not having read Hickman's Run. So it's not that.
0: Okay. Somehow Ben's a human in a year. That's weird. Interesting. Now, because you and, and – um, and, do you call him Jonathan? Do you call him John? Who, Hickman? Yeah. I, I usually call him Hickman
1: or – yeah, usually Hickman or John, I guess.
0: Did, did you guys talk at all, like, before, like, you know, passing the baton or it's just like, hey, you know, that's cool what you're doing? Oh, of
1: course. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. A, a lot. A whole lot. And I was getting his I mean, I, I think I read his scripts as soon as editorial did. Um, you know, so I, I yeah, absolutely. Um, um We we talked an awful lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and it shows because, you know, obviously, you know, I, I was a huge fan of, of, you know, both of his, you know, Fantasport and FF. And I love the way that. Because you know a, a lot of fear that people had with Marvel now that you know everyone was thinking it's going to be a reboot, which clearly it's it's absolutely not. And yeah,
1: and, 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 it, and it didn't matter how many times people came out and said it's not a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People so, still said it was a reboot. It was very weird.
0: Yeah, so what's what's great is you know you you come in so a, after these you know big infamous run you know that, that yeah yeah no doubt yeah absolutely and,
1: and you you, the, you the finest uh, Fantastic Four run of the modern era no doubt
0: and and you absolutely hundred percent like acknowledge everything that has happened. Yet you, you're clearly, at the same time, you you've firmly put your, your mark like, this is going to be my book. And I, I, th- I thought it was great how you did that. You, you seamlessly bridged the gap, you know, acknowledging everything that happened, and then making it clear that you're, you are still doing your own thing. so Yeah, thank
1: you. Thank you. So, um, but I think you have to. I mean, not just because uh, presumably new people are going to be reading it, but look, I love John's run. Um, and the worst thing I could have done to that book uh, to the legacy of of his run, and look, I, I've said this before. Forgive me for repeating myself, but there is going to come a point in time when people are going to look back on 2012 as 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 the year when both Hickman's Fantastic Four and uh, uh, Kieran's uh, Journey to Mystery were happening simultaneously, and all comics we're talking about were um, really terrible comics um, um, that aren't going to stand the test of time at all. Uh, uh, These the are two. Extraordinarily high watermark moments uh, uh, in
0: in the,
1: the 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 history of of, of the development of the mainstream and some of the best superhero comics ever written. Um, but, but the worst thing I could do would be to do that to be a bad cover band of that, you know. Mm. To uh, to just dishonor that by 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 riffing on it. I didn't want to be Sammy Hagar in, in Van Halen, you know.
0: It wasn't that bad. Uh,
1: so uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, um, how dare you? Uh, so, so yeah, so no, you had to, and, and I wanted to do something different too. Like there, just, there wasn't, you know, J- John's book wasn't the book I wanted to do. I just come off of, you know, two of these books that had these excruciatingly long plans. You know, um, um, so yeah, I was ready to, to try all kinds of different things, and that was primarily that was that was it. That was sort of the, the only way to do it is to embrace this is not John's book anymore, um, and I'm not going to try to be John's book because um, I wouldn't write it as well. So, and I love John's book, but, uh, but now I love John's Avengers. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, I mean, I got to say, and I, I don't want to, you know, sound like I'm, I'm, you know, kissing up or anything like that. I mean, you've, you've read my reviews and, and I, I love how.
1: I haven't actually.
0: Oh, okay. Thanks. But, but, but
1: that's not anything to do with your writing.
0: It's just because I don't read them. Okay. Well, I, I've been enjoying your books.
1: I, I've enjoyed speaking with you. How about that? Okay, thanks. I, I know you. I yeah. I I, uh, I feel uh, over the, the many years of uh, cons and interviews and such. Uh, I feel uh, 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 a warm familiarity when we when when we meet tonight, and I like to hear how you're doing and how your kid is and all that stuff. I,
0: I think it I think it was really um, cemented when you, you threatened me that one time with the hammer. Well, you threatened to punch me in the dick on camera.
1: I have the hammer.
0: I like somebody with a hammer once. I don't think it was a hammer. I think you just maybe
1: that was Canago's. I don't know. They actually gave me a Thor hammer once. I just wanted to hit somebody in the dick with it really hard. <laughs> it's like, wow, well, you gave me a hammer. I kind of have to do this now.
0: So what I love about your books, you know, you, you always you got the big big adventures, big you know all this stuff, but you you throw in this great you know a lot of times very subtle humor. It's just like sprinkled in there, and it just kind of like hits you from like nowhere, and um and and clearly in, in FF. You know, with with Mike Allred, Mike i love Mike Allred. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's like when I—I I actually have a, a exclamation bolt tattoo uh, on my, nice. my arm. Wow.
1: wow, hardcore, right on.
0: I mean, I, I I love Madman, and um, yeah. So the the fact that the two of you on FF—I mean, when I first heard that—I mean, everyone everyone on 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 Comic Con knows that I love Allred, so they knew I, I was in heaven with that, and I I think it's great because you know, you also like going to like the first issue and, and some of the second issue where you have to write kids and not everyone can easily write kids, you know, cause a lot of times they, they, they just don't, don't have that right feeling, but it was clear in the in the very first issue when everyone's talking to, to Scott and it's just uh, the interaction between like, like Franklin and Valeria. I mean, it was just, it was, it was great. And it was just, it's such a fun book with, with his art and with, with your writing and a dialogue.
1: What do you see? Um, Boy, what's coming? Uh, uh, He's been sending in pages from three all week, and it's it's staggeringly good.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know how he does it. And also, and and, and while we're we're praising Mike, um, Laura's colors. Yes, I I absolutely have. I've said this so many times on on our other podcasts. I don't know how she does it. I mean, you have the same whatever primary colors, but she's like one of the very few colorists that if I see something she's done, I immediately know that was done by her. Sure. Sure. It's like, you
1: um, know, yeah, she, she's one of a, a handful of, of the really great colorists I feel working in comics these days. And, and, and she and Mike are so simpatico and, you know, you should see his rough. You should see what he starts with. You should see his, what, 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 what gets colored. Yeah. Um, um, they are as uh, profound a team as, uh, as, as, Frank Miller and Lynn Varley
0: were quite frankly. All right. So let, let's talk about FF, the roster. Sure. Um, uh, let's, let's uh, like, w- let's talk about why, Okay. If you if can, if you if want to reveal anything else. So so why okay. why Scott?
1: Well, um, my initial lead didn't work out. And I was at one point, I had actually pitched um, an Ant-Man book that I was going to do. I was very excited to do. Um, and I had the problem of like my lead not working here. And this Ant-Man book that nobody could quite figure out. Like anything, so it just sort of it seemed like you know what I can I can split the baby I can I can put Scott. The, the, what attracted me to doing a Scott Lang book specifically is he's a superhero with a dead daughter, mm-hmm. and like the biggest supervillain in the world killed her. And what would that do to you? What kind of superhero book does that get you? Um, you don't shake that off. You don't. You don't. I don't I, you know. I. I um, you just. It, it would. If you're writing. Trying to write something that sounds true or real that's not the kind of thing you would brush off. So that that struck me that kind of that damage, that that wound was so um it wasn't something I'd seen, certainly not in a Marvel comic before. Yeah. Um and then there's something kind of sweetly misguided in Reed being like the guy, like the day that you put your dog down, it's like, Oh, you should get a new dog. <laughs> like like Reed thinking, well, here, oh, you are sad about children. I get you children. Like that's sort of, you know, it, it's very, it, come, it comes from a very good natured place, but it is uh, terribly without grace. <laughs> um, so it seemed, and he was scientific. He had the smarts to do it. It made, it just, it fit. Suddenly it was like, okay, great. And he can change size. There's a nice kind of poetry with uh, with what Reed does and what Scott does. He um, could also, you could argue, turn invisible, which is a nice kind of rhyme with with what Sue could do. Um, and the idea of this guy and you're really going to see this. I don't know if I want to. You know, we're going to me some red meat. I want to throw some red meat out here. Um, at the end of issue three, Scott basically realizes that the Future Foundation is the greatest weapon mankind could or has ever devised to eradicate doom. And he decides that that's going to be their mission statement.
0: Mm.
1: Um, so things take a very sharp turn and Scott makes a very pressing argument to all parties that no one can really disagree with. Um, which is we have the ability to do this. Why don't we do this? What good does doom serve? And no one can come up with the answer. So, so ultimately the long story as, as much as Reed's cellular decay and, and sickness is the story in, um, fantastic four uh, the ff versus doom ends up being the uh the the super
0: story in in ff So now, now are you going to still retain the the lighthearted, you know, element of it cuz i mean the, reading the 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 point 1 story where you know it it deals with you know his daughter and all that, you know, mm-hmm. going back about that Right. So, you know, that's it's like you say it's not a light topic, so yeah so are you just going to balance the two, you know, it's, it's still I, I, think, yeah, I think you have
1: to. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that the, the danger is becoming like a, like a parody book or a joke book. You know, I think especially with someone like Mike, there's, there's things are going to have a certain kind of playfulness, but there's also something great about seeing Mike then have to, pl- have to play it serious, you know? Yeah. Um, and that panel of, of him holding his girl and, and wailing mm-hmm. was great. Just like it was getting punched in the face, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so so no, I want you know you want you want sweet and sour, you want chewy and crispy, you know the the, the salty and the sweet. You got to mix it all up. You got to keep it keep it. Uh, they have to play off on of one another. And, and, you know and all that all the light is meaningless without darkness. Uh, you know there's there's no context without the without the 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 you know there's there's no light without shadows and no shadow without light. You need them. You need them both. I feel. All
0: right, Medusa.
1: Well, um, Medusa is kind of a. I mean, not to get too sappy, but, but, uh, like a love letter to my wife, you know, when I sit down and try and figure out, like, if you had to replace, you know, uh, a Sue, you would need somebody who was, uh, a wife and a mom and a friend and a daughter and a sister and a fighter and, a uh, you know, uh, all these things. And I just started to kind of imagine, you know, somebody with a lot of hands, you know, it just sort of seemed like this kind of, um octopus-like uh, uh, thing, and who better than Medusa, a woman with, you know, uh, uh, the ability to uh, have more than two hands. Um, and I liked that she's royalty, because I, I think Sue is royalty, <laughs> she's the first lady of the Marvel Universe, so there's something appropriate, we kind of see that kind of clashing with Medusa the first couple of issues, yeah. like the, the, she has to get used to the fact that she can't just ring a bell and hand servants won't come and wait yeah,
0: on her, and that nothing was... like
1: a bow when she walks in her room.
0: <laughs> uh, that's, that's, I mean, that, that, that cracked me up. And um, I also want to mention in, in the first issue, the um, Johnny and, and Darla, the, the scene when he, he, he's like, ask her someone about the thing. Yeah. That, that, that cracked me up.
1: I do that. I leave myself notes, like stupid notes, you know, like, you go to the store. Like, for what? When? <laughs> <laughs> when I read this? I don't remember. So that, that is very much born of my own um
0: dimnosity. Okay, She-Hulk.
1: Uh, I like the character. I, uh, uh, having just uh, uh, launched uh, one She-Hulk straight into the toilet with the Defenders, I was eager to, to prove that I could, I, could, I could make She-Hulk last. Um, she has a history of the Fantastic Four, and I thought there was something kind of weirdly chivalrous yet sexist in, in ben, realizing, ben wanting to choose like, somebody who he could never whoop, and it ultimately being Jen because he could never bring himself to hit a girl. Um, um, it sort of, was a fun line. It felt very Ben to say whether or not it, 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 it's true. Um, so, so yeah. And, and it felt like an old familiar face and, uh, who doesn't like giant green, uh, giant green ladies.
0: <laughs> and then Miss Thing. Now is it Miss Thing or Ms? It's Miss Thing.
1: Yeah. It just it was kind of, yeah, Miss Thing. Um you know, that was what we're trying to talk about. Johnny like Bendis turned to me as I was kind of doing my, my skeletal pitch. And this is before we even, you know, selected plate replacements. Uh, Bendis just turned and said, like, Johnny should just space it and it should be whoever he slept with the night before. Um, and then the idea of it being like Katy Perry, um, um, who would be a superstar everywhere in the world, except inside the Baxter building where she is one hundred and one. you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, was a chance to do that. And, and Briebert was like, I did see our little pink head coming up from the thing costume. And like, you know, the little thing suit that a uh, uh, Pollard did, uh, from the, 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 FF 100 something. I don't remember. Um, but there's a thing where Ben like lost his powers, So they made him this suit, uh, while he was human, Ben,
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: a deep FF nerd continuity stuff. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, 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 but that image of this kind of pink haired girl peeking up over the, you know, it was just like, Oh, that's great. That's, Great. That's exactly. She's the ground floor. She's the human. She's the regular person. She's the one who hasn't been a superhero her whole life. Who gets to kind of learn what this crazy world is. Um, and it makes sense. Is she, you know, I've, I've kind of it makes the, you take this person it's very easy to kind of dismiss as a superficial, um, um, you know, a uh, 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 vapid uh, salutant, and you, you find out there's a there's a real good and beating human heart under it all.
0: Now, going back to Medusa for a sec, are, are we going to see it in humans at all? A little bit. Okay. Now, my next question: um, You talked about like longevity. You've you've st- stuck on books for long periods of time, which yeah. is, is is rare these days because a lot of times you know you you just don't see it. Like you did, like over sixty issues of Iron Man.
1: Yes, I wrote more uh, consecutive issues of Iron Man than anyone
0: ever. And I don't think any of them were ever late.
1: No, we were never late, and it was the same team since the fourth page of issue one
0: that's that's like you went, you went down to the letter did you guys like get an award or anything for that uh no i don't think anybody in Marvel knows jeez that's, that's crazy you did like over 30 issues of x-men uncanny x-men
1: yeah, yeah now i'm getting those uh ultimate collections now they're gonna put out like big trades collecting all my x stuff which is pretty
0: cool nice so um plans to s- stick on on these books for for a while
1: um you know at least to do this story and we'll see what comes next uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's different, um, than the world in the, the, the world I started to work in, you know, years ago when I, when I pitched on Iron Man and Thor, um, content has gone down and price has gone up and I don't believe the kind of comics that I started writing ultimately will continue to do very well for very long, um, that's we can argue about a lot of the kind of top selling books for a lot of reasons but if you look at guys like Brian and you look at guys like uh Scott Snyder their works are not are, are not necessarily brisk you know they're mm-hmm. they're meaty and there's a, there's a lot of meal, there's a lot of meat on those bones um whether it's action or, or or character there's a lot of reading to do it is just physically it takes you a while to to tap through um and, and, you know, when, when I got started, you could do that. You could kind of think, oh, well, this is my five-year plan or whatever. And then you do it in, in four years in the case of Iron Man. Um, so, so I just – but I don't think that we can do that anymore. I don't think that um, – um, you know, it doesn't matter what I think. I, I don't know. I'm going to do, a, I'm gonna do a, I, I got my story for a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm at least going to get through this bit and we'll see where we are.
0: Okay. Well, I, I hope you – you stay on long, see. Um Now let's talk about Hawkeye. So, so issue six, right? Yes, okay.
1: the the holiday issue.
0: Yes. Um, so we're we're seeing more. Let's start. Actually, first of all, is it David Aja or Aja Aha?
1: I always said it, Aja. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We've actually never met, so I might be wrong.
0: See, I always I say Aja. Uh, Aja. Yeah. Um, but we had um, James Robinson on um, a couple weeks ago, or last week, a couple weeks ago. And he was, he's brought up, you know, if, if he's Hispanic, then wouldn't it be like a silent J? uh uh-huh.
1: I don't know. I, you know, I've, I've never asked him.
0: Okay. So you just never say his name.
1: Well, we only, we only ever spoke once. I've never met him.
0: Anyways, that's just crazy because you guys, so this is the second time you guys are working together, right? Because you did Immortal Iron Fist. Yeah. Which I, I, I love that also. Um, Maybe. I, 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 I I keep keep saying that as, as soon as it was announced, you guys around us, I kept telling everybody, "like if you haven't read that, you got to read that." Um, so now, Hawkeye is a different approach because you know, in a sense, the the stories are actually maybe not. I was gonna say they're they're a little more self contained.
1: Yeah, no, see, it's all different now. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's certainly different than Iron Man and Thor and stuff like that were, than X Men were. But but FF and Fantastic Four and Hawkeye all are sort of born of this. I, I, I don't want to necessarily it's very, very self-contained. Um, I mean, there are, there are micro stories and macro stories at play, but it is designed to be modular and you can come in and pretty much get caught up right away and not be punished, you know, because, Oh, this is issue five of an eight part storyline or whatever. So it's just my, my philosophy has shifted over the last little while. And this is now we're seeing the, the, the result of that. Um, but, but I kind of couldn't do it before now because I was doing these, I you know, it's like, a thing I remember reading when, um, when Why the Last Man ended and, and reading interviews with, with, with Vaughn saying, like, he would changed stuff, but he had committed to this journey and he couldn't change it midway because he'd become a better writer or a smarter writer or a more wise writer. He'd just written more. There were things he would change, but he was already pregnant with these ideas that he, you know, started five years ago or whatever. Um, so it was a very similar thing. Like, even though it's having all these different notions and all these different urges and, and want to do all these new things, I couldn't because Iron Man and Thor's shapes had already been settled. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um,
0: I interrupted you. No, that's no, no, fine. I mean, um, so it's that you know there, there's a lot of like purple on you know purple and the, the covers that you know.
1: Yeah, the first the first volume are, are purple and then it goes red. Six, it'll be red.
0: Yeah, and then I, cause I've seen because Marvel has released previews. I think for like it was it was odd because they did it out of. or I think they released like six and then five and then seven. I think seven was out. What do you mean in terms of covers? previews for that, and and then you know so that. that I, I try not to look at the solicits, even though m- my job kind of requires it. You know, I'm aware of what's coming up, but I'm also a comic fan. And, you know, I don't want to get spoiled. Yeah, yeah. I like to be able to read a comic and say, oh, this is what the story is about. So, right. um, so it, yeah, I, so I noticed that I was going to ask you if there's a reason for, for the red. So I guess you're. Yeah.
1: And then there'll be a third color uh, starting with issue 12.
0: That's good to know. Um, now, so issue six comes out today and. Um,
1: right. And it, it's it's a holiday, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa issue where all three holidays are referred to in the issue.
0: Now, I don't want to spoil anything since, you know, this may, you know, people may be listening to this before they get a chance to run out to their comic store. Mm-hmm. Um, one character that seems to have have, have acquired a little following is, is Ivan. Right. And, um... I guess I can say he's, he's sort of in this issue?
1: Referred to. I think he, he's, he's drawn in it. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah but we sort of, we get, we, we, we learn a little bit more about our, um, our uh, 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 Soviet friends. <laughs> Former Soviet friends.
0: So the question is, are we going to see more of Ivan? Probably not, no, because he
1: put Ivan on a plane and sent him away. I, I, probably not of Ivan, but um, the, uh, the, the, the king of all tracksuits, as we call him, is, is around, and and these guys are, are enemies now. Cause, uh, cause, so, so yeah, there's more, this, this is a thing. This is, you know, this, this escalates. This is, this is all escalating is happening.
0: Cause I, I'm sure you're aware, but you know, how's it feel that there is an Ivan Twitter account and there's a, uh, a, a, a pizza weirded, dog.
1: Not as weird. Yeah, pe- the pizza dog is weirder. Um, I am none of them by the way. I am, I am no fake accounts. Um, like yes, it's weird. It's great. I mean, it's amazing. One of the we, we sort of knew, um, we knew we had something. Like we knew when we put the, put it together um, that that this was kind of something special. But I, I've worked on special books before that launch into the toilet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but but the, like like there was a Ivan. Was up I want to say Ivan and Pizza Dog had Twitter accounts running like that night, the day the book came out. Um, so we sort of knew very quickly, like, oh, this is going to be one of those things, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this is this is going to be one of those, and and now it's it's crazy. I mean, whether it's the Hawkeye initiative or all the kind of stuff on Tumblr, it's it's um, <laughs> a really really vocal. Really, really passionate fan base. Like, every issue is sold out and keeps selling out and keeps getting reprinted and reprinted. So, I think we're on, like, a fourth printing now of one. It's crazy. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I mean... But uh, more proof that retailers aren't ordering enough. So. <laughs> so, tell your comic shop that you want it or you won't find it.
0: Yeah. Now, I, I haven't seen the... the re- Are they doing anything different for the reprints?
1: Yeah, yeah. David uh, kind of tweaks the covers each time.
0: I, th- I think I remember one for, like, issue two.
1: Like different color fills and stuff like
0: that.
1: Yeah. It's still purple, but like there's more purple or different purple.
0: And Kate's gonna be sticking Kate's around.
1: Track to the color purple. I'm sorry, what?
0: Kate's gonna be sticking around because we're seeing more and more of their. Oh, no, their... She's
1: dead. she dies in issue eight. Okay. I'm sorry, spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, uh, Kate's around, um, and I'm, I'm working with Kieran Gillan. Uh, 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 and, and sort of am aware of, of stuff that's coming up for her and uh, Young Avengers. And we're working together on that score. And, uh, uh, yeah, there, there's a, a – uh, uh, Kate fans are going to be very happy for a good long time.
0: And, and you know, a lot of people have been, been wondering, suspect, you know, are you going to – because how old is Kate?
1: No, they're not going to sleep together. Because He says, I don't want to sleep with you. That was your question, wasn't it?
0: But they, I mean, not my personal question, but a lot of people ask that. Point
1: blank, I don't want to sleep with you. The subtext there was, I don't want to sleep with you. Weirdos on the internet. Stop it. She's a child. See, is she child. underage? You, you, I mean, he wouldn't. I mean, she's of age, but no. They're, no, no. It's not going to happen. Okay. I mean, It's, it, long, it, it's not going to happen.
0: It's, it's because, happen. because Hawkeye, book,
1: he, it as as
0: it. Hawkeye gets around. I mean, he's got a reputation.
1: That's the whole thing. He doesn't want to get around with her. That's the
0: thing. That's the thing. Well, that, no, and I, I think it's it's a it's great that you know it's it's like this mentor role. Yeah, but...
1: my, my 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 like psychic template for this was Steed and Peel. Okay. You no, know, the the British. Yeah, image. yeah. Um, um, which they had a a they could playfully f- they do flirty banter, and you never felt like, oh my god, that he's forty years older than her. You know, it was never. No, no, they're not going to – no, sorry.
0: I mean she had to get the credit card and issue – Well,
1: that was a joke because who wants to – yeah, that was the gag. Like she has to reach out Ooh, and nobody was happy with that. He wasn't – nobody enjoyed that.
0: I think okay, I think where it all goes back to is when they had that conversation, <laughs> it was on <laughs>
1: – I'm sorry, what?
0: Because when they had the conversation about this, it was over the phone, right? Huh? And – I, I think where the, the, the questioning comes in is after he says that, then she like calls him an idiot or something like that. Right. And, and so I, th- I think people took it as either he was an idiot for saying that or that you know, like he didn't have to. So I, I think maybe people were wondering if she had feelings for him.
1: No, not like that. He's an old man to her. She's 18. Why would she want this busted up 35-year-old?
0: Speaking of, of busting, busting up,
1: <laughs> this is the problem with comic fans. We've only read like penthouse letters and comic books. <laughs> the world doesn't really work like that.
0: Um, Hawkeye is getting busted up a lot. Yes. And is he, is he going to start wearing a helmet or something?
1: <laughs> he should.
0: Cause, cause like he has a,
1: like a mouth guard. <laughs> he starts putting in his mouth. <laughs> we should do that. Give him like a purple mouth guard. That'd be hilarious.
0: I mean, because that—that's the great thing. Like issue one, you know, again he he gets beat up and everything, and you know, you don't see that often. You know, you you see the heroes get you know scratched, costumes torn, you know, a little bit of blood. Next issue, they're fine, but right.
1: they're they're but they're superheroes, so it's always a different kind of, you know.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it, it's great that you're you know, Hawkeye's like issue two. He's he's got like a load of, of you know band aids on. So you know, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: and that was sort of the, the key to the book for me was, was him with the the bandage over his nose. Like that was, and like I saw it then, you know, like that I got the book, like I actually sort of, I mispitched it. I pitched the, it was written all out of order. It's a whole fucking thing. Um, but uh, I, my initial pitch. It was much more like issues four and five. Like it was globe trotting, um, you know, Bond kind of lots of suits and, fancy ladies and things like that um lots of casinos uh uh but it it wasn't i realized very quickly that wasn't right it wasn't the book it wasn't the character that i knew or recognized it wasn't the book so i pulled out um and then later imagined him for whatever reason with with tape on his nose and i just i got it i suddenly understood what the book was and went from
0: there that's that's great um now to dog is his name Lucky? Yeah. Okay, so he's not Arrow. It's an old joke.
1: It's an old, no, no, that was an old joke. Like, uh, you see a flyer and it says, uh, missing dog, uh, three legs, one eye, uh, uh, been fixed, uh, you know, has mange, no teeth, answers to the name of Lucky. <laughs> and, you know, so that was, that's an, old, that's an old joke. Anyway, yeah, no, Lucky, the dog is Lucky, yes.
0: I have a cat named Lucky. Oh, it's great. My, my it's daughter the, came up with the name. Three legs and one eye and stuff? Well, he, he, um, he was a, uh, Semi feral cat, but they weren't. But he, when he was, um, the the, the sh- people aren't going to care about this. But the animal shelter, they do this like barn program where they they kind of you know they they fix them and then they, they release them to barn so they can live on live on a farm and you know chase the mice and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But he this 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 guy was like very he 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 was shy, but he also showed signs of affection. So they're mm-hmm. like, well, maybe he wasn't feral.
1: So shy rather than feral.
0: Yeah. And, um, and what they did is, is one of his ears is kind of clipped. They, they, they trimmed the edge. Cause I guess that shows that the cat had been, you know, neutered or whatever and was in this program. And so he, he actually, he's, he was at the shelter for like a year because he would never come out. They, they would have these cats. They have like these big rooms with like, like, like five or six or I don't know how many cats in, in a room and he would never come out. But when my wife and daughter went to the shelter, he would, he kind of, Formed a bond already, so my daughter thought it's like, oh, he's lucky because we're adopting him, and you know, uh, that's stuff. great. That's so, great. Yeah, so she came and up very with sweet. Yeah. Um, n- do you have any idea once Hawkeye is collected, it, will it be the the premium prestige? Or have uh, they-
1: I, I, that, I have no idea. They don't. I'm. i don't, I'm lucky if they even tell me that when it comes out anymore. Um, oh. it'll be. I know this much. I know that I got him to put the first. Um, to put young Avengers presents in it that I did with Alan Davis, which is the first time I got the write Clint and Kate together. Mm. Um, and, uh, as you know, uh, uh, well, you know what? So that'll be, that is uh, that and, and one through five will be there. Um, and then, uh, volume two is six through 11.
0: Well, I hope they do hardcover. I'm, I'm a sucker for the hardcovers.
1: Yeah. I have no, I've no idea. I hope so too. I think it'd be nice. Uh,
0: so let's talk about sex criminals. Okay, what's 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 the premise?
1: Um, it is a sex comedy, uh, but for comics, uh, which for all of its success, the, the genre of sex comedy, uh, either in, on television or um, um, in film, and you know, name a name name a a, a a a comedy blockbuster that you've seen in the last three years, and I guarantee you, it was a sex comedy. Um, comics has never have never really done it, you know, sort of. Why I hate Saturn? You kind of make you, you can come up with a handful of of exceptions instead of, and you know if you're talking about movies, you, you could literally be out of breath uh, just naming the sex comedies that have come out in the last you know couple of years. Um, so it is a sex comedy, um, uh, and it is, a, but it's also a sort of very very much a comic. It's not a movie on paper. It's not some screenplay that I couldn't sell. It's it's a. Uh, uh, there's sort of an intense visual angle to it. Uh, it's a story of a young girl who discovers that, uh, when she has sex or rather when she has an orgasm specifically time stops and she doesn't cause you can kind of freeze the world for a few minutes. And, um, um, as such having, having this kind of thing happen to you when, when you have sex tends to make sex sort of isolating and difficult. Um, um, it tends to distance her from people rather than connect her with people. And she kind of, grows up with a, the unique kind of perspective on things as, as such. Anyway, one night at a uh, party she hooks up with a fella um, and they have sex and it turns out that he can stop time too. Mm. And the two of them look at each other and say, oh shit, you know, I'm not alone. Um, so they do what any what any young, sexy, sex-having, sex couple would do, uh, discovering that uh, their orgasms uh, freeze time solid. They rob banks. <laughs>
0: And, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to picture like, okay, we're going to rob this bank. We need to stop time. Yeah, it's, it's
1: like, it's like crank, but, uh, but, but, uh, but, yeah, they have to, uh, yeah, yeah, get it on a car or a bathroom or something.
0: And so you're, you're um, chip was Zard Zardaski? Chip Zadarski. Zadarski, Can,
1: uh, uh, Canadian wonder kind, Chip Zadarski, uh, who is one of the funniest human beings I have ever been Grace with encountering um, he's great, he's hilarious, and the issue looks great and it, and it, is, it it just it feels like a like a crazy you know um it feels like an old mad comic, you know it's full of like little jokes and every panel is packed with kind of funny stuff and, and it's a sort of you know story about a uh you know uh 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 yeah obviously. It's About love and sex and what it means to meet somebody, you know, who's like you.
0: So, so this probably isn't an all-age book. Absolutely not. <laughs> When's uh, this?
1: Not, no, it's not like um, no, You know, it's it's not a a particularly explicit book, but you know, the themes it, it, it deals with uh, with adult themes.
0: And when is that coming out?
1: Uh, spring, summer. Okay.
0: And then you also have uh, Satellite Sam with Howard Chicken. Yeah, with,
1: uh, Howard Chicken, Yeah, yeah. Also spring, summer, also image. Um, and in a much different vein, although still having a, a kind of a serious vein of uh, sex running through it. Um, it's about a, a murder uh, uh, that befalls the host of a children's serial in the um, golden age of television. And, uh, and how the investigation of his death kind of opens, reveals this whole hidden world. Um, it's sort of about the the birth of of television as a industry, you know, uh, the birth of television networks and, and modern television, and and uh, uh, the, the the story of the people who made it, um, um, and 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 the story about uh, you know how uh, how people used to have sex in the fifties. But it's um, I'm a, I'm a huge Howard Shaken fan, so this is sort of like my dream project. I'm, I'm kind of writing the book. I always wanted to see Howard shake and draw. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's a kind of a, uh, a, a, a crime drama.
0: Okay. Um, I don't know if I should ask, what about Casanova? Uh,
1: as soon as I know, I will, I will bore the shit out of everybody telling them. <laughs> I don't, I don't I have, I have no news at this point.
0: Um, so you, I'm you
1: working were- on it, but you know,
0: okay, well then we'll just, we'll wait Um, now you mentioned Age of Ultron I don't know how much you're allowed or want to talk about now Um, but the idea was I mean I I think I heard somewhere I don't know if it was official or rumor or whatever that it was pushed back to accommodate Avengers versus X-Men
1: I'm not qualified to talk about okay so um, I just I just I don't I'm i I, Ask Brian or Tom.
0: Now, you, you mentioned that you're involved with that?
1: Well, I mean, I wrote a Fantastic Four tie-in issue.
0: Okay. Actually, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to ask yeah. you anything more about it because, I, like I said, I don't know what you can... And
1: yeah, I, I, not much, I suspect.
0: So, we just have to wait till, till March. Everything is going to be in March. Spring.
1: Okay. I have no idea. Uh, wait. Um, three, uh, yeah, March. I think that sounds about right.
0: Or things like March, March and April.
1: I think I think we're March April yeah I think that that's when the F four issue comes
0: out. I do have to say that I thought it was brilliant the, the teaser that they came up with where they used binary code. Oh yeah yeah, and I was very proud that I was able to crack the code right away. Wow nice be, being a because I was a, a high school math teacher and when I saw the numbers I was like it's got to be binary. Oh right so, on so I was able to, to.
1: I'm impressed it was in real code that's great.
0: Yeah so they um, and I'll, I'll I'll reveal it here um, I just Google searched like binary code. And oh, sure, sure. there's like, you know, you know how they have like the Google translate thing. There's, yeah, there's yeah. a website. It's like, you just type in the number and it gives you the letter. Oh, nice. So each, each string of number was one letter. So I was able to get age. And of, what was the message? It was just age of Ultron. Cause oh. you know, you, you had, the teaser was just here, here's a string of numbers, you know, and it was like sectioned off and it just said March, 2013. So it's like, we had no idea, but then it's like, ah, finally, since you know, we saw it in the, the point one issue.
1: Got
0: gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Um, I'm going to do take some. If if you don't mind ans- answering some questions, these are now. What I used to do is I had a um, a, like a video series where people from our community would ask me questions because you uh-huh. know par- partly they think I I know more than I know or you know just since all I do is read comics, but and a lot of it is, is they ask my opinion on, on things like that. Um, so it would, they used to be like, like, like 40 to 50 minute videos, just me talking. And then, you know, occasionally I'd throw in like a, a, a comic image and then I, I thought like doing a podcast would be easier for me to edit. Sure. And you know, it's like, not like they need to stare at my face for, you know, that long they can hey, yeah. just look at a screen cap or something like that and just imagine if, if they have to. So, um, there's, there's still a bunch of questions. So okay, let's do it. So the first one comes from spider max 17. He says, in your opinion, what's the best series out right now based prominently on a female or female characters? So what what do you think about that? I don't know how much time you have to read since you're writing. Uh, You know, um, um,
1: uh, in terms of kind of uh, uh, classics, annually, uh, uh, the Hernandez brothers still produce Love and Rockets, um, which has been the answer for 30 years. Um, It it remains a, a profound and moving piece of work. Uh, and i thought um my my wife 's uh, captain Marvel book has been dynamite but i i 'm clearly uh, clearly um, um, bought and sold on that front but uh, uh, I was
0: hoping captain, you going to mention that
1: yeah captain Marvel 's been dynamite um, and just gets even better from here
0: it it 's great um it, it It seems like Marvel has been making more of an effort and to to put more females in a spotlight because from 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 my angle where I, you know people would always would would comment on that that you know and the reality is you know it it's a male driven society whatever you know there's more male readers and I'm not saying there's no female it's, readers it's,
1: no 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 yeah it's it's uh, the the comic book the superhero mainstream direct market uh has a preponderance of male readership who want to read male comics, and I know that that's true because Marvel is a publicly held company, meaning it needs to make money it needs to make a lot of money, and if they you know the more these books sell, the more they're going to make the end. Um, you know why Wolverine is in every book? Cause Wolverine sells books. Like but that's, that's the bottom line. That's just, it's just raw economic truth. It's, it's wildly unfair and I don't like it. and I don't want it, but it is the system we have. So it's good that these books seem to be making a dent right now. Um, be vocal, be very vocal about it. If, if you, if you read a book and it doesn't have the word Avenger or X-Men in it, you know, be loud, be vocal, let your shop know that you want it. Don't just show up and buy it off the rack, you know, get a subscription somewhere like commit to commit to the book. If you want to support it, that's the best thing you can do. Um, and these books too, either you know, female driven books that you love, uh, can go away so very easily when someone gets a whiff that, that maybe the winds of, uh, of, um, same Sameo, same blowing again. Um, and that's the sad truth of it all. And DC's a publicly held company, too. And you know, they, they put out all that Nelson research and Nielsen research. And as far as they're concerned, uh, uh girls don't read their comics, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, because like, like X23 when Marjorie Liu was, was writing it, I yeah, know, right? It's, it's like we love that. And then it just, yes, uh, I'm, I'm, it's, it's been a while now, but I'm still bummed that that's, that series is gone. Yeah, yeah, no
1: kidding, no kidding.
0: But I mean, so now but, but yeah, but
1: I, I, it is all economics It's all down to economics. And as long as, um, these books make money, they're going to keep supporting them and pushing them and making them. So, and, so, and, uh, uh, I love Cullen Bunn's work and I can't wait to see, uh, fearless defenders.
0: Yeah. So it's, there, there's that, it, you know, it's gonna be a all female cast there. We also have, um, Red She-Hulk who, yep. yeah, so, so it's, it's great that we're, we're seeing that. And, and hopefully, you know, male and female people will be buying them and, and supporting them, so it's not just a bunch of guys, you know, in the comics. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, shit, I don't think, it, you know, uh, money has no gender, but as long as they're moving, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, the next question is from the incredible Mr. E13. He says, have you ever read the Joker mask crossover? No. If, I don't think I did either, because I remember when, when the mask was, was a thing, like, right around the time the movie came out, Jim Carrey... Yeah.
1: I was working retail when it came out. I remember racking it. I remember putting it on the shelf, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't read it.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I remember when it came out. I yeah. I, I can't comment on that. So. Um, Super Jedi 17. Nightwing versus Daredevil. Who wins? Daredevil. Because he's Marvel?
1: Yeah. I work for d c now.
0: Although
1: the best was at uh, Emerald City this past year. Uh, uh, I was walking to a panel or something, and there, I walked through a bunch of cosplayers, and uh, there was a there was a night uh, there, and somebody shouted out Dick Grayson! They said it really fast, Dick Grayson! That sounded like you were saying dick racing. <laughs> I just I couldn't stop shouting dick racing all weekend.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, I, I'm I'm loving um end of days. The Daredevil. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it's, wait
1: till you see what's coming Oh,
0: uh-huh. Boy. And and I mean Daredevil, I, I don't think people realize it. I mean, now with with Mark Wade, you know, it, it seems like the, the series is getting a lot of attention, but it's like there's been... Yeah, st- no, it's swept the Eisners.
1: It's getting a lot of attention.
0: But it's like there's been, I mean, this, the entire previous run. I mean, how many issues? Was it like a hundred and something issues? I, I think
1: like... No, it was Andy Diggle before. What do you, what do you mean? I'm, I'm confused.
0: What are we talking about? The, the Daredevil series. Like how, how many issues was the the previous Daredevil? You know, volume?
1: Oh gosh, I don't remember, but it was what, Brian and then Ed and then Andy, Right. Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember how many they were all in before the, the relaunch.
0: But it's, it's, it's like there's been so many great runs. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't, I don't know if people realize that. Which is... I,
1: told, I told Brent this the other day, like, like, I think as good as End of Days is, that, that it is coming out now that um, Mark's kind of swashbuckling Daredevil is happening just mm-hmm. serves to magnify the strengths of both books all the more. Yeah. That if it had come out like in the middle of Ed stuff or Andy's stuff, which was very heavy and very kind of, you know, Frank Miller gothic kind of all this, these, these, all this weight and all this darkness kind of stuff happening, I think it would have been easy for End of Days to not have such a strong piece of work. Brian does such good work with that character. I think now that you have the kind of the other side of the Daredevil coin shining so brightly right now, it makes End of Days really pop nicely. Just couldn't I couldn't be more happy every time I get I get to read a new issue of that stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, the second question from super Jedi 17, I love the original star Wars trilogy, but haven't read any comics. What would be a good series to try out and trade? Have you read any star Wars comics?
1: I, I you know, just see, um, I loved the kind of the early stuff from way back when, with like, Al, you know, um, um, or like the old, like Al Williamson issues. Um, but now I've not read any star Wars comics probably since like 85, 86, something like that. Whenever Marvel stopped publishing them. Yeah. Um, uh, although I can't wait to see what Brian – I think Brian Wood is such an inspired choice. I uh, yeah. can't wait to see what Brian does with
0: it. Yeah. Um, there there was a series, uh, Legacy, Star Wars Legacy, um, which I, I think ran about like 40 issues. And it was set like 125 years or so after like Jedi. And it was like with um Luke's great-grandkid or something like that or great-great-grandkid. And he he was a former Padawan who became like a, a smuggler. So he was kind of like a mix. Oh, uh, sure. So that that's a good. See, for me, um, some of the current Star Wars comics are they're kind of hit and miss. So it's it's just it depends on on what you get. But I'm totally looking forward to at Brian Wood when I I, I yeah. Um, let's see, GLCL twenty um, eight fourteen. And see, the weird thing is, this is this person's first post.
1: Like nailed it. oh right, nailed it. Got the name. First post, right
0: on. Yeah, and and this question is from a month ago because that, that's how backed up I am on, on, on the questions. So they only asked one question, and maybe they're like, you never answered my question, so I'm going to wait until you answer to post, do a second post. So He says, um, first-time asker, long-time viewer, um, do you think it's possible... I don't know how familiar, if you want to comment on, on DC, but he said, do you think it's possible that pre-New 52 continuity is actually one of the 52 Earths of the multiverse? If you look at past events... If a story was popular enough, like Kingdom Come, Dark Knight Returns, they kept it around as one of the many Earths that came back during the Infinite Crisis.
1: Yeah, you know, it seems to me that, like, their operating procedure seems to be to just kind of keep reshuffling that deck, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Either there is or there isn't. or there, You know what I mean? It kind of keeps coming and going and coming and going. So sure, why not? There's 52 of them, right? Like,
0: <laughs> well, they, they, they kind of have them all mapped out. I mean, You sure about that? Well, they, they did, like, if you looked up on, like, Wikipedia, they, they had, like, each of the, the 52 Earths were numbered, you know, or, you know are, are listed as, you know, like, one was, like, the Vertigo world, and, you know, one was, like, the Wildstorm. That's, that's
1: not necessarily canonical, that's just, that's fan stuff.
0: I guess, yeah. I mean, some is, and then they, they kind of... Sure, sure. I adjust. mean, Earth
1: 2 is pretty clear what that is, because there's a book called Earth 2, but, yeah. but now here's a question, does pre-new 52 Earth 2 continuity still happen on Earth 2?
0: I no, it doesn't. Um, yeah, it, it can't. I mean, well, I, I, I think it is no. I mean, it's. So then they had
1: a they had a uh, uh, a flashpoint on Earth Two as well that rebooted all their continuity, or did Earth Two not have a big event? Just one day things are one way on Earth Two, and then they wake up and everything's different.
0: Well, I mean, the weird thing is, Crisis on Infinite Earths did away with all the Earths, and then there is only the one. I think. And then they all of the the Earths came back, so it's just right. it's like make up your mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I'm sure whatever the answer is, it will be different in a year. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, Got willpower says, I've been a longtime Batman fan, and I just read most of the classic modern Batman stories in the past few months. Um, however, after reading Dan Slott's big time, I have to say, I actually, like Spider-Man's comics more than Batman's. Why do you think this is? <laughs> is it that spider-man's a more relatable character is it because those stories are much lighter than batman's since you're both a batman and spider-man fan i thought you could shed some insight into the matter um i, I they're you know, like you say i mean they're, the
1: taste changes taste grows you you know your tastes and likes grow and evolve and change and you know yeah. um but very you know uh, uh, I don't think it's. I don't think you should like the same stuff when you're 30 that you did when you're eight. You know,
0: mm-hmm. and and it also depends on you know who, who's working on you know because he he mentions uh, like you know Scott Snyder and Dan Slott's you know their work, but you know if you look at some of the other Batman titles that are currently put out, you know they're not the same. And right. so, so I think it depends on on what you get. Speaking of Spider Man, I'm assuming I'm not asking you, but I'm assuming. You heard the the kicker, the, the reveals, the spoilers. Sure. Um, does it bother you that you know when when you're at these Marvel retreats and you you hear the plans coming up and then it's like, well, now I can't read it, or if I read it, you know, I'm not gonna have the same.
1: Right. Um. No. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, sure, but not. You know, uh, uh, it's cooler to have the job. You know. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's always kind of. Sure. I, I, yeah, Sometimes, yeah. It's always a bummer to know it's coming.
0: Yeah. But I, 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 I mean, cause I, I've had that sometimes where you know I've I've heard things coming up, but there's still and you you, know, you can kind of visualize how it's going to happen, but I, I still think I mean if if it's executed properly, seeing it is it, it's, it's. Yeah, you still enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I,
1: I knew. Listen, John's first retreat, he pitched everything, almost note for note what was going to happen across his whole Fantastic Four run um, three years before it happened. I still got to read it and enjoy it, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That lad says, what story arcs runs would you recommend if I was trying to show someone the true substance of comics that they're not quote unquote cartoons in a book? So, for example, I like to point to God Loves, Man Kills, which I love that as um, one of the first graphic novels. first time I read X-Men was that in the 80s. Um, it's a self-contained story that reflects well on real-life problems and prejudice. It's well-written and enjoyable. Um, it's easy to point to Watchmen, Mouse, etc. Um, so, for this question, only Marvel and DC. So, what do you, what do you think? Like, some says, oh, you're a comic book writer?
1: well wait though if he wait i mean uh, that's unfair to say only marvel or dc but i I think that's not superhero comics like like if somebody thinks that they're cartoons then pointing to superhero comics maybe isn't a. you know what i mean yeah like i don't know if, if someone's problem is oh yeah they're colorful people with like rays coming out of their hands that makes me think of cartoons i don't know how you know how you get around that if you're only allowed to talk marvel or dc
0: but you know he he points out God loves man kills. I mean that that dealt with you know, with with prejudice and you know, um, with, with like religious beliefs and you know religious fanatics and all that. So even though it had that superhero feel, I mean there is some heavy themes there. So I I think that's what what he's getting at. So I don't I don't know if.
1: Um you know, I think Grant's, uh, all-star Superman is probably about as good as Superman's going to get. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of, of Brian Malib's uh, daredevil run. It's a sort of, uh, Sidney Lumet superhero movie that never happened. Um, again, I, you know, that's not necessarily, there's certainly heavy stuff happening. Um, um, Gosh, I don't know. I'd have to sit and think for a while. I don't know that that makes for compelling podcast listening. <laughs> yeah, now, listen to me think. Radio.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe next time you come on, you'll you'll have to answer that. How are you doing on time?
1: Uh, I got a little bit more.
0: Okay. Um, okay.
1: But I'm getting there. So.
0: Okay, so this is from New Onslaught. Um, so let's see. First question is, what's the difference between Vertigo and Image as far as writers and artists are concerned? I was asking because they both publish creator-owned comics, and I was surprised to see Morrison, who's been at DC for a lot of years, going no, to... No, no, they
1: don't publish creator-owned comics. Okay. That's a misunderstanding. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. Um, that's not true. Vertigo doesn't publish creator-owned comics. Vertigo publishes creator-participation comics.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think they're just very... Everybody
1: says creator-owned and they throw it around. They don't know what it means. It's, 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 uh, it's a, a, a misnomer. Um, Vertigo does not let you know. They just announced, in fact, they are publishing their first true creator-owned comic. Uh, I can't remember the title. It's by guys I've never heard of, and it sounds like a screenplay that didn't get made or a screenplay that Warner Brothers is trying to make. But um, um, no, Vertigo, you, you don't own your book of Vertigo. You don't control it. And ownership is control. Make no mistake. It has nothing to do about who publishes it. It has everything to do with control. And Vertigo creators do not control their work.
0: So they, they, But they've been very accommodating, like Sandman. You know, When Neil's like, okay, I'm done, then they're like, okay.
1: But yeah, because it made them a you know, billion dollars. Yeah. And if they ever wanted there to be Sandman 2, they'd respect them.
0: Yeah, and, and, and same until thing.
1: Until they finally became convinced that Alan Moore really was going to salt the earth You know, once DC Comics had burned down, that they decided to go ahead and run their Watchmen sequels.
0: And the same thing, like you know, Scott Snyder's American Vampire, you know, he, he wants to put on a hiatus, and you know, I guess they could have sure. said, "Yeah, we'll get someone else to fill in." And he's like, "They,
1: they, they could do that."
0: But they, yeah,
1: they could. And if you don't believe me, ask Alan Moore. They told Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons the same thing.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but but it's just I'm not I'm not. It's not a political point. You know, I don't want to sound difficult. I'm just saying that this is this is the issue. This is this is this is the difference. This is why image is what image is. They. Vertigo does not let you control your work. And if you think control is I don't want to publish my book, okay, that's fine. You don't get to pick your paper stock, man. You don't get to choose your cover artists. I have friends who have worked at Vertigo that did not get to choose their cover artists. They did not get to vote on what their paper stock was. That's ownership, right? Yeah. That had people they never met scuttling development deals in Hollywood because for, for terms the creators were never involved in, but they heard about years later. Imagine that. Imagine somebody said, oh, yeah, I had a winning lottery ticket I was going to give you, but so-and-so at DC said, that, uh, uh, said no, because Time Warner gets all of your stuff. Yeah. I mean, so, so it's just – that's, that's the, the, the brutal truth is that Vertigo does not offer creator-owned deals.
0: Okay. Um, what do you think about Hellblazer? Have you read any of that?
1: Um, yeah, sure. Of course it's legendary. I mean, it's sort of – at this point, it's a little bit like the Rolling Stones. Like, oh, shit, they're still around. Um, it was very important to me at a certain point in time, but I, but I eventually kind of kind of stopped reading. Um, so well, I, it's going away. It sort of feels like one of those things that should always be there.
0: Yeah, so that's the question is, what do you think of Hellblazer getting cancelled? Now, do you say Constantine or Constantine?
1: I say Constantine, but just because I'm an American.
0: Okay, because that, that's an ongoing argument or you know, people saying both ways. Sure, so, sure. Um,
1: I so, also say laboratory and not, you know, not laboratory. It's, it's a, you know.
0: <laughs> So, so they're canceling Hellblazer, yeah. and and he's going to get his own series in the New Fifty Two. So, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, you know, um, it's like it would be like you telling me the Rolling Stones are finally breaking up. You know, like oh wow, it's been around forever; it's an institution. Um, have they announced who the creative teams are?
0: Um, I, uh, I think they they have. I'd have to.
1: You know, um, um, I mean, look, a new book is a new book, and. and Me and everyone I know have new number ones out right now. So um, I hate to judge books by their cover, and I would love to see what anybody does. It's a great character. It is very fertile. There's a reason why the book lasted 300 issues, you know? Um, It could easily last 300 more. It could last 3,000 more. So I I can't wait to see what anybody does with it. But
0: but the the main thing is, I mean, there are two different versions of the characters. I mean, the Vertigo version versus New 52, I mean, it's... I know
1: there's the the Justice League Dark or whatever it's called. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I confess I have not read um, beyond the first issue. So, uh, but but you know, at this point, it's a book that doesn't exist. It's a book that I've not read. So I'm, I'm certainly not going to prejudge. Because um, look, it sucks uh, uh, to have people, um, you know, uh, uh, tell you that your book is going to fail before they have read it, yeah. based on its concept. What if it is an awesome book? What if somebody writes the Doctor Strange book you always wanted to read, and it's called John Constantine or whatever? Yes. Um, that would be amazing, right?
0: Yeah. Ro- Robert Venditti's going to be writing.
1: Oh, okay, sure, sure. Robertson, good stuff. So, yeah. um, um, you know, fingers crossed. I hope it's a great book. I hope Robert gets to write it for three hundred issues and make everybody eat their words.
0: Yeah. And Ren- Ren- Renato Guedes, Guedes, yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's, that'll be
1: fun. That'll be. That'll be. That'll be. You know, that'll be dark. It'll be good.
0: Uh, so I guess there's a rumor floating around. Oh, um, there's a rumor before about um an Ant Man movie being animated. Now I'm not ask. I don't know if you want to answer this since you're technically a Disney employee. What, what would you think? Do you think an Ant-Man would be better animated or live action?
1: You know what? I, I think if Marvel films, Marvel studios wants to make a multimillion dollar commercial for, um, um uh, the, the character that's the lead of my FF book. Great. <laughs> make it stop motion, make it out of clay. <laughs> um, shoot it on Betamax. Yeah. Um, and I think the reasons the vis- vis- visibility of the characters is great, and and I think, um, I think they've been very wise about how they've gone about building this so far, and and whatever the uh, the the approach would be, and I'm I'm sure it would be exciting and eye popping. I didn't get to see Edgar's reel of special effects stuff, but I hear it was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, I didn't see um, either.
1: So, uh, and and really at this point, everything's animated. If you want to get down to it, look, I was on the Avengers set. You'd be amazed at how much stuff was not actually there. <laughs>
0: Now, what if they didn't use Scott? Would that bum you out?
1: Like, um, I would just explain to people uh, that, uh, yeah, it would bum me out because I don't particularly like the other characters.
0: As <laughs> uh, much as I like Scott. Um, again, I, I know your your time is almost up. Um, c- costume designs for FF. Yes. Who came up with that, the, the, Like the color scheme and everything?
1: Uh, I know we tweaked the colors very slightly, but I believe uh, the costumes were Marco Djurkovic's. During John's run. Oh, wait. Fantastic. Oh, you mean the FF? FF.
0: F- Fant- F- 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 Future Foundation. Oh, that was Mike. All Mike. Okay. So, like, the, the colors, like, the blue and the red. The, and
1: Mike. I think I had, oh, you know what? I had a note on She-Hulk's sleeves <laughs> and her collar line, her neckline. I had a note about her neckline.
0: Okay. Here is one from Rodiggle. Um, so he's from Ireland. I love listening to podcasts while walking my dog every week. His name is Ned. Hi, Ned. I, th- I thought your discussion on potential Star Wars Marvel crossover was interesting. So I think um, we talked about this when sure, um, sure. Dennis Claro was on. We, we, that's when that announcement was on. He said, I immediately thought of a Beast Chewbacca book would be amusing. Um, <laughs> um, I, and again, I'm not asking you as a Marvel employee, but I just I don't see if, – if Marvel eventually gets the Star Wars comics you know, line from, deep, from Dark Horse, I don't see a crossover ever happening. I just, I don't think you could do it. I don't think it would.
1: You know, maybe like the, like, you know, the cosmic characters, you know, Uh,
0: uh, 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 you know,
1: Guardians, uh, uh, Han Solo. I mean, you could kind of, the space stuff would work, but I think it would be sort of like, you know, it would be kind of imaginary, you know, it'd be make-believe. It'd be a thing that's put together for a lark and not some kind of thing that would drive continuity or whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess they did do X-Men and Star Trek.
1: Yeah, exactly. It'd be that kind of thing. Yeah, and it, a buddy of mine once came up with a Star Trek Superman crossover that was so amazing, like he dreamed it. And he woke up and it was like the greatest Star Trek movie and the greatest Superman movie you've ever seen in the same movie. It was the coolest thing in the universe. It was great. It was like you should write that up and sell that to make DC make that happen because it's the coolest idea ever.
0: And and they did do um Star Trek and Doctor Who. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I
1: mean I think it should be one of those kind of hey, this is fun. Let's see what happens when, you know, Han Solo and Wolverine get put in a room together, or whatever. But there's no, yeah, I'm sort of with you. It's it's uh, it just doesn't, you know, um, not everything is truck on peanut butter. You know, sometimes it's 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 uh, you know, peanut butter and capers.
0: Maybe just get Scotty Young to draw it, and then sure, that way go. people can't draw see. It. Yeah, it's not accurate. Um, so the question is, um, well, Maybe you can. It says my question is whether or not we'll see a crossover to Fantastic Four and X Men. Not that Mark Miller is overseeing. Oh, this is a movie. Not overseeing things at Fox and at department. How do you think it would be handled? Um,
1: I'm a feeling based on them declaring that um, Mark Miller is, you know, once is going to be their Joss Whedon. That they are going to be following the Marvel Studios playbook to the letter. So I would expect yeah. that to happen very soon.
0: Now, what, what are your thoughts on? On um, I don't know if you want to comment on Days of Future Past. How? I, you know
1: what? I like my problem. I actually liked the first half of the last X-Men movie. And it was the first of any of the X-Men movies I'd actually liked and that they're now kind of going back and doing this other thing. It, it, it's not, I was much more interested in, I'd watch Michael Fassbender killing Nazis as Magneto for hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it doesn't particularly excite me. I'm, I'm, and, uh, 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 but again, it is judging a book by its cover. Let's see what happens.
0: I think, um, they should do a. As Hugh Jackman gets older, they should do a old man Logan movie, <coughs> and get blind Hawkeye. Um, hey, it's
1: Christopherson to play blind Hawkeye,
0: sure. <laughs> okay. Um, how's your time?
1: Uh, we should we should just do maybe two more.
0: Okay, this is from Cur T. He he always asks a bunch of questions, so we're not going to get through them all. Um, he says, "Which Marvel hero would most likely choose to stay in a DC universe if given the chance, and which DC hero would, would most likely choose to stay in a Marvel universe given the chance?"
1: Uh, um, I, I have no answer. I literally have no idea how to answer that question. I don't know. I, oh, you know what? Whatever writer wants to write that story it gets to write that story. I think I think compelling reasons. I think part of the reason the, the, these characters uh, persevere as well as they do is that you can do all kinds of stories with them.
0: I, th- I think it would have to be a character who doesn't have any ties to anyone, because you know no one's just going to want to up and you know leave their their friends and families and teammates to you know fight crime in an alternate you know universe. Right. So I don't I don't know if I can think of anyone. It seems like
1: an awful awful long way to go, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean maybe Punisher. You know and Galactus.
1: Galactus, it'd yeah. be all new stuff to eat.
0: Yeah, might
1: taste fifty-two worlds to eat,
0: <laughs> and and hopefully they taste good. They don't have like a, a stale taste or something. Um, why do most Legion names involve boy, lad, lass, or girl?
1: Um, because gender panic is a huge thing in the thirty-first century, and uh, we should respect it.
0: I mean, that always bothered me that you know that a lot of in like the the Golden Age or Silver Age, whatever, a lot of character the female characters were were girl, right, right, but, right.
1: or last or lady. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, even like you know, you had it was it Joe
1: Kelly made up Lady Stiltman, which is one of my favorite <laughs> gags ever.
0: You're the one that that blew up Stiltman, right? I did, I did, yeah. but then
1: I brought him back. I mean, I, I mean, I created a new Stiltman at the end. So
0: you, you you blew him up in the cr- in the crotch.
1: Yep, shot him in the tank with the bazooka.
0: So you, you, you got to think about going after, hitting them where it hurts, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, look, he's walking over you. You have a bazooka. You're the Punisher. What, what are you going to do? That's, that's the only place you could hit.
0: Because I, I remember when that, that see, when, when was that? Um, like 2007, I think, when that.
1: I think even earlier, it was 2006.
0: Because um, I, I remember that was like in the, the early days of, of Comic Vine. Because we just turned six years old, and... I, I remember when when that issue came out. Yeah, it was end of end of two thousand six. So the, the cover date is January of okay. two thousand seven. I so I remember when when that happened. It's like I was I was trying to find an image of right before he gets that, that panel. So it's I kept searching everywhere online. You know, this was before you know I had a, a scanner, but it's like I, I wanted to include that image in the the database. You know, so that was that was good stuff. Right. Um, I
1: love your, 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 the, the, the database you guys have is so great.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, so I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I, I thought, I mean, it wasn't my idea to do that, but I, I think it's brilliant to just bridge, you know, any character you want, you can, you can look them up there. And yep. so everyone That's gets great. along. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, I use it a lot.
0: That's great. Um, last question. True thing. Okay, with the popularity of movies, why has Marvel not tried to make Rogue, at least to my knowledge, a daughter of Wolverine in the way that Kitty Jubilee, X twenty three, at times have the vibe form? Wait, what?
1: Well, oh, so, so that's what the whole first movie was about.
0: Yeah, um, and it's not
1: Marvel; it's Fox.
0: Yeah. So, and on that note, I think that's your your alarm.
1: All right, there so, we go. So, on the nose.
0: So thank you so much. Um, we definitely have to do this again. Um, Absolutely, thank you, thank you. So, so today people can run out to their comic stores after listening to this or while they listen to this. Pick up Hawkeye number six, FF number two,
1: and Hawkeye six actually takes place today. Yeah, that's right. It is all it is all meticulously dated. It all takes place right now.
0: So, um, your books are are, are, are they bi monthly? Huh? Are your books? No, no, they're
1: they're double shipping soon. In some yes. Cases.
0: Now is is that an ongoing thing or is that just like No, do for- no,
1: I just did it. Um, Hawkeye think changed because of the flood issue and some other. I don't know. I, I, no, I don't. I don't know. I just they just tell me when they need scripts and I give them scripts.
0: Okay, I mean it, it's great that we get more. I got a double
1: ship in Fantastic Four coming up and a double ship in FF coming up.
0: But that's um, not not, not c- spring. Okay, but I mean, there's there's no way you guys can keep keep this double shipping.
1: Well, yo, look, I just did a uh, you know, fucking year and a half of it on Iron Man, so okay well don't don't ever tell them what they can't do they will prove you wrong <laughs> <laughs> they will they will grind us to dust by god to uh no um uh yeah no I, like i said i think that there's a, a double ship coming up for fantastic four and a double ship coming up for ff and hawkeye i think just came through one so. okay
0: well i'm not complaining my wallet might a little bit but the more the better i say right on all right thanks a lot matt thank you, know. you sir it was a pleasure so i'll see you see you some show daily. okay so we'll review them and you won't read them but that's okay I don't know. Uh, that's a terrible thing for to to, to
1: do. Now, not that to, not this to speaks not at all to the quality of your writing, but
0: no, yeah, I, yeah I, I get it. But
1: you have a lot of other things on your site other than reviews. Yeah, that that can be read, which sure. I read. Okay, doesn't read reviews.
0: All right, all right. Thanks, Matt. I'll talk to you again hopefully soon. And at, at what what's your next next? Um, do you do you have your convention schedule? Because you didn't go. To...
1: Well, I think Emerald City is the next one.
0: Okay, I'm gonna. I've never been, and I'm gonna. Do my best to make it this year. Sounds a great show. All right. Okay, so I will talk to you later. All right, man. All right. Thank you. Take care. All right, so that was Matt Fraction. So again, he is currently writing FF, Fantastic Four, Hawkeye, and he's got um, Sex Criminals and Satellite Sam coming out in the spring summer. So you know, definitely check him out, and you know, check out his old stuff too. It's like all those Iron Man issues. I mean, it's it's just it's unbelievable how many he did, and yeah. So this is this is why I love my job that I, I get to, to talk to these guys. So going um, over the last bit of questions, while before I, I move on to my other responsibilities. So this comes from Cervantes. Um, this is kind of a long question, and there's a lot. You know, if. if I'm on page twenty three of the, the Ask G Man video forum thread. So if you want to scroll down and look at this, because he included some images, some some dread images. So he says, G Man, appreciate the new things you try to keep keep it fresh from comic catch up, the magnificent seven, buy, seller trade, and ask and ye shall receive answers. But especially you and Sarah discussing comic related movies, Avengers, for example. Since they are common now, would you consider video reviews of these movies you could even link two movies in one review same time editing um, so yeah, I mean basically whenever the the big movies come out you know it's we, we do our written reviews and you know there there's that and it's like having the video discussion we we've also done like you know podcast discussions like I think we did one for spider man and, and um we did one for Dark Knight Rises and then I think we also did one with a uh, few people from Gamespot, because you know they wanted to talk about Dark Knight Rises too. So, you know, we, we have the podcast, and you know, we've also done the, the video reviews. Like Norm, Norm Chan from Tesla.com, dot com, we did um, a video discussion for Dark Knight Rises, and um, and then Norm, Sarah, and I did one for the Avengers. So yeah, definitely. Uh, the next, when is the next comic book movie? So I guess it's it's May. So we have Iron Man coming out. So, yeah, we'll definitely do that. Um, I'm all for it. I mean, anytime I get to talk about comic stuff, I- I'm there. Uh, let's see. Also, what did you and Sarah think of Dredd? I thought the relationship between female trainee Anderson and the assessor, Judge Dredd, was excellent and was especially interested in Sarah's thought on this, this psychic cop. Now, I got to see um, Dread early. I went to a screening. I... I'm not sure. I don't know if Sarah if has seen the movie. Um, I haven't heard her thoughts on it. So I wrote a review up, so you, you can see what, what my thoughts. I, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I mean, it had all that violence, and there was lots of nervous laughter in the theater. as you know, you're seeing all, all this weird stuff, and I especially loved the fact that they didn't try to have any you know romantic feelings or anything. Because every time in a movie, you know, you got these action movies. There's a male and a female. Hollywood wants them to hook up for some reason. And, you know, in this situation, especially, it's like you don't need that and, you know, it, it shouldn't happen. So I'm glad that it, it, it didn't happen. Um, so then Cervantes says, Oh, wait, you guys could tell us in a video review that also discusses whichever comic movie is out at the time. Oh, sorry, I already talked about it. So <laughs> instead of thumbs up or down, you could high five over it, give a number of stars, call it a hit or miss. I don't know. You think of something. Um, P.S. G. Man definitely should have been Judge Dread for Halloween. Call him J. Man, the J. Man. You should take donations on the site toward the costume. I'm in for fifty dollars if you do the movie reviews. Oh, for Sarah too, but I don't know if she, if she could stomach being a blonde. Hashtag Brunette Pride. Um, I did. I I did post a picture of me wearing like a, a Judge Dread replica um, helmet. Um. My my comic store uh, that I go to, Isotope Comics. Uh, James Syme, he had a, a a helmet, real helmet, and so he let me put it on. and He took a picture of it. Um, you know, fifty bucks. You're willing to get fifty bucks for me to dress up as Judge Dredd? That's that's pretty 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 generous. Um, and as far as Sarah, she I, th- I think it was at was it WonderCon? We're we're walking around the, the floor, and there's one of those booths that that has like a bunch of wigs, and you know, like anime wigs, and, and that. And she did put one on. Uh, I think, I think she did have a blonde wig. So she wouldn't, I don't think she'd be gung ho about it, but she has done it for at least one picture. So you can see that. I think she, she blogged about it too. Um, all right. So going back to curse space T, um, could a version of Cassie Kelly, dark Knight returns Robin. So you mean Carrie Kelly? Um, be put into the dc main verse um i don't know I, nah, dark knight returns if that is going to happen you know that's a future so i don't think they'd want to take here's a, a character that existed there we're going to bring them into the present because then you're 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 eliminating the, the opportunity to the chance for them to actually for that future to actually exist you know if Future stories are subjective, or you know, they don't matter. Not that they don't matter. You know, you're not tied to them, but I don't think they would, would do that. Um, if Darkseid invaded the Marvel Universe in the same manner he did Earth Two in the and the main DC Earth, how well would Marvel heroes fare? Speaking of which, why did his attack on Earth Two work more effectively? Um see if he invaded Marvel Universe I see the unfair advantage if Darkseid were to come to the Marvel Universe now, they have a lot more experience. I mean, with New 52, you know, the five years ago, they there was no no Justice League. You know, they didn't have the, the teamwork. They didn't have, they didn't know how to work with each other, how to, you know, coordinate their attacks. So if Darkseid came to the Marvel Universe, I mean, look how many Avengers teams and X-Men teams, Fantastic Four... They've all worked together before and, you know, they even all started working together in Avengers versus X-Men, you know, against the Phoenix Five and that. So I, I think they would have an extreme, you know, advantage over the new 52 characters because they just didn't have that experience of working together. Um, why did uh, the Attack on Earth 2 work more effectively? That's probably just because James Robinson wanted to kill people and I'm joking about that. If you could choose a world for Transformer comics to cross over to, would it be better to see them meet DC or Marvel? Now, there was a Transformers and New Avengers crossover. I'm trying to remember if I actually read it because I remember when the cover Wolverine was on the cover. Um, it, it, every time these questions, like, you know, someone asked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think they would work better in the Marvel universe. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe because you have a character like you know Rocket Raccoon that you know you can stretch things a little more, where um, DC doesn't seem to have that. So, and also it's like, how cool would it be to see like Transformers and Ultron, you know, like something there? It's like, what would Ultron think of these these other robotic, you know, robots in disguise? So that's what I want to see. Why did the Guardians not attempt to eliminate the Reach or Agent Orange earlier, particular former? I just think that they're – I mean, something has happened. Obviously, they were doing their own thing, and then at some point, they're like, okay, enough's enough. This isn't working. We're going to do our own thing. And, you know, it it seemed to start with the end of the, the, the last run when – um, when, oh, what was his name? Kronos, when Hell Jordan killed Kronos, and all, all that started happening, and they started pos- – you know, he possessed some of the, the Guardians – it seems you know maybe they're on to some maybe there's something left over because they just almost did like a 360 and wonder like okay that's it you know Hal Jordan you're you're done you know you were the greatest Green Lantern you you sacrificed so much for us we're taking your ring away we're sending you to Earth Sinestro you're gonna be a Lantern you know they they practically torture him to, to try to you know get the ring off and find out you know how he was chosen um I just think their their priorities have changed and now they're like all right. We're done sitting back. We're going to start doing something. So after this third rise of the third army, I mean, we'll have to see if they survive and what they're going to do next. Of the Uncanny Avengers team, wouldn't have made sense to have T'Challa and Storm on that team if it wasn't for their annulment. They were the best hope to bring to bridge the teams. Well, that that's the thing is, is um, I don't know what it is. I I can't speak on on, on their marriage, but even in was like Avengers like 19 or something like that. When, when Cap was looking to get, get a new, new team, he, he goes to Black Panther and Black Panther's like, no, I'm doing my own thing. You know, I'm hanging out in hell's kitchen. But then, um, it was, it was kind of put that he, he put Cap up to ask Storm to join the team, which she did for for like two issues or something like that. I don't even know what, what happened there. So, they they could have easily done that had them together to make the marriage work because you know they were together in Fantastic Four when when Reed and, and Sue took a vacation so I don't I don't know why you know it seemed like just no one wanted either wanted to write them together or or I don't know what it is it's maybe their annulment this was something that was planned for a while and having them on the same team would have allowed their relationship to work and I don't know it's it's just very very strange. Um, are Captain and Wolverine still friends? Yeah. I mean, we saw him talking in Uncanny Avengers number two. Um, yeah, I've actually, I've answered that question already before. So, um, I don't know if you, it says this were edited, so I don't know if you went back and copied these. So, moving on to Josh Cole. Are there any comics or characters you once loved but have become disinterested in or perhaps a character, a comic you once dislike, but now love. Um let's see, comics, a character you once loved, but now you don't care about. Um, see, I I I I I just first thing that came to mind was like Wonder Woman. I'm not I don't not like Brian Azarella's Wonder Woman. And you know, I I I remember saying this uh when James was on our other podcast just a couple of weeks ago. It's just it's not my thing. It's not like the Wonder Woman stories that i I grew up with. I'm not saying it's bad. It's, I love seeing where it's going, but on the other hand, it's like it's it's just it's so completely different than what I'm used to. so I'm just kind of like, eh, okay, you know we'll we'll see where it goes. Um, ghostwriter in in the 90s, you know I, I thought that I, I I was on on board with the concept you know Dan Ketch being ghostwriter and all that. When the the recent Ghost Rider series came out or when, you know, Johnny Blaze came back, I – it just – I wasn't all that interested. So maybe that. Um, Josh Ghost says for him, it's X-Men and Wolverine. He used to love them. The 80s, Paul Smith and Claremont. X-Men blew his mind as a little kid. Perhaps their victims of their own success became oversaturated, but I really find X-Tiles intriguing. Uncanny X-Force and a magic-centric X-Factor are the ones I've enjoyed in recent years. Meanwhile, Hawkeye might be my favorite comic out now, and I've never liked him before. Um, if they ad- adapted the recent fraction run Hawkeye movie, I'd pay to see that. Um, oh, so then the next—I didn't answer that—a character that I once disliked but now love. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. So I, I maybe I've just always loved everyone, but that—that's not not true. Matt Wing eighty-seven. Um, why does it seem that no one likes Brian Michael Bendis' writing? I've only read Ultimate Spider-Man and Spider-Men, but it makes me wary trying to catch up in his runs on Avengers and New Avengers. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a Brian Bendis um, fan. And, you know, like I mentioned, his his Daredevil run and the Daredevil End of Days, I mean, it's, it's just it's so good. Um, All-New X-Men, you know, I, I really that. I, like that. I, I loved issue two. I really liked issue one and three. But I, I I'm really curious to see where where he's going with that. I liked a lot of the Avengers stuff. There are some uh, uh, the occasional stories that were just okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know why some people don't like it. I mean, you look, especially like Ultimate Spider-Man. I mean, he's he's been on that book so since the beginning. So it, it's it's I don't know what it is. But I guess it's the same thing with like Jeff Johns. You know, a lot of people love him. There's some people that that don't. And I I don't I don't get that. Um, Red Queen. Just a one question at the moment. Did the Harley Quinn solo title ever get put into the trade format with the exception of Harley Quinn preludes and knock-knock jokes? I'd have to look that up. I have a feeling... uh, I I think that there was a trade. I don't know if the entire series was, but I seem to recall seeing a trade before, like the Terry Dotson um, issue, like a cover. The other thing... I you could probably check on Comixology too and you know I know maybe you want to have you know a physical copy you know maybe you don't have a tablet or something to read them on but you know that that's the other option there. And the other thing is like you know if if your local comic store doesn't have any or don't know the easiest thing you know check Amazon and just you know you can do a quick search on there and it'll tell you if there was a trade it might be out of print but you know maybe you can find you know used copy or something on on there. Um pilgrim cobra says firstly thanks for all your great work um you're welcome as someone that has only returned to comics in the last few months after 12-year hiatus unit team have provided invaluable information to help guide me back into the world um i once and do again love so much see i I love hearing stuff like that and and i'm I'm glad i have you know whatever small part in, in making that happen uh, my question is, I just read the fantastic Gotham Central set of trades and love them all. On the back of Volume 4, it refers to Detective Renee Montoya as becoming a key protagonist in DC Series 52. Um, having returned to comics post-New 52, what do I read next to continue Renee's story? So, yeah. Um, after that, so there's a, the Series 52, which I think they, they just released like a, a like hundred and... $50, like, hardcover, which, you know, is probably cheaper, uh, you know, if you get online. But they, they in- included the entire 52 series, and that is where um, she met up with, with the question, and, you know, I don't want to give anything away there, but, you know, there, there's some big things there. And then, um, I believe she, and um, Greg Rucka's, when he was writing Detective Comics with Batwoman, she played a part, and that unless my memory is totally playing tricks with me as i 'm pretty sure, so look into those, and the other thing you know go to the Renee Montoya um, page and look at you know what issue she 's been in you know that'll tell you um, give you a good idea um, Roe Diggle, another one for Roe Diggle, what comic book character do you think, excluding Bruce Wayne Tony Stark, has the best day job um, who um I, I how about um Peter Parker you know, he works in the lab he gets to invent things he he has a lot of freedom he can invent things for his own thing he he just needs to come up with like one really great idea each quarter now um or i don 't know if it's a quarter or a month or something like that obviously you 'd have to be super smart to keep that job, but you know he has a lot of flexibility there, so you know that would be a good one okay now i 'm going to take some questions from Twitter. So uh, I, you know, I I didn't mention that um, where so where, these questions, the idea here, and you know, I, I mentioned it with, when I started answering questions with with Matt. Is there used to be to ask and you shall receive answers, videos, and I take the questions from you guys. So there is the Ask G Man video questions. You can put questions there. Um, the other thing is if you go to Twitter, so you can at reply me G Man from Heck and um you know use a hashtag ask Man, and you know i also take questions from there um i just want to say you know if if i haven't answered one of your questions i've been recording a lot of these podcasts out of order and um like like the, the podcast that was last week which is actually hasn't been released yet while i record this um that those, you know, that, that was, yeah. So the questions are out of order. So your question, if, if I, it seems like I skipped your question, it's probably still coming. And you're probably just shut up and get to the next question. So this is one from um, last month. This is from Portland's Batman. Um, he says, How has working at Comic Vine changed your view of comics? So, you know, I, I like this question. I, I think it's a good question. Um, obviously, you know, people know I've, I've been reading comics for, you know, since I was a kid. And, I I think, you know, in in a way I'm not necessarily more critical, but, you know, it it depends if if I'm actually reviewing a comic, you know, you need to look at certain things where in the past, if if there was, you know, a a tiny bit of of lack of continuity or, you know, just even like from panel to panel, if if the art was off a little bit, I'd probably be like, yeah, okay, whatever. And, you know, just keep reading the story. But now it's like, you know, I I need to kind of, not necessarily nitpick, but I, I need to look at certain things and, you know, is this – does this story make sense? You know, it, does, this, does this fit with, with the character? And so I, I kind of have to look at it a little differently. But the main thing is you know I, I do still enjoy reading comics, and that's, that's what I think is important thing. So, like, when I do my reviews, I'm not basing it, you know, is this a great piece of literature I'm just, you know, I mainly, my reviews are based on, you know, did I have fun while I was reading this? You know, did this art, you know, blow me away? And, you know, was there really cool things that happened? So that's the other thing. And then, you know, I guess the other way my view has changed is, you know, just talking to a lot of people in the industry. And, you know, before there were all these, like, nameless people or, you know, faceless people. You know, I knew the names, but now to actually, you know, I've gotten to know a lot of them. And, you know, you kind of see... You know, it's like just talking to Matt Fraction when you know he he was talking about some of the things, and you know it, it it's you you kind of see where they're coming from and where some of the ideas come from. So it it kind of changes a little bit how how you you enjoy the comics. You're like, oh, that's why he wrote that because you know this happened. You know, when Matt's talking about like why he chose Medusa for the FF. So it, it's it's kind of cool knowing these you know little things like that. Robert Kraft, C. Craft 1994 says, how did Nightwing become the leader type? In TV shows, he's more like Tim. Um, Gigi by Scott Dick said, Tim should be Batman. Um, Who's Gigi? Um, so how did he become the leader type? I <sighs> This is going to be one of those new 52 questions. But partly, you know, he, he was Batman's partner for a while before he left before he quit and you know became nightwing but he learned from from the master you know batman's supposed to be like the best and you know the other question is you know how did batman become a leader type when you know he it's always been you know just him on his own or or him and, and robin you know dynamic duo but i think he just really learned a lot and you know saw what to do and and just understood how things should be run in order to accomplish you know whatever your goal or your mission is And then he was with the Teen Titans, you know, so they, they, they got together and then he just became the most skilled person to lead the team because of his, his knowledge and his natural abilities. Now in the new 52, that's a whole other question because did he ever lead a team? You know, we know he wasn't in the Teen Titans, but we don't know what he did in that, that period, you know, when he left Batman's side for whatever reason. So, um. We don't, we don't, we don't know. So, um, that's, that's how it was. Another question from Seacraft 1994. Robert says, what are some good Wolverine stories plus with great art? Um, I love old man Logan. I mentioned that to to Matt. Um, so that was Steve McNiven, I believe, unless again, my memory's playing tricks on me. Mark Miller wrote that it's, you know, Wolverine in the future. So, you know, you get to see what happens in the final days and it's, it's a great story. At least I thought so. Um, uh, the w- original Wolverine miniseries written by Chris Claremont, um, art by Frank Miller. So so that that was really good too. Um, I also, I liked the um, Kitty Pride and Wolverine six-issue miniseries. That was from like 1984, 85. So that was um, that really showed like the development of the relationship. And um, you got to see a little bit of Wolverine's past before um, you knew what like you know, a lot of his backstory. Uh, Weapon X by Barry Windsor Smith. You can get that. That's I think it's in hard. I think I'm trying to think if I had the hardcover. I think I have a hardcover that. So that was originally in um, Marvel Comics Presents. It was like an anthology book where there's, I think it was like like four eight-page stories, and or was it three eight-page stories? So yeah, I would definitely look into those. Uh, let's see. Jeffrey Edge says. If it ever came down to a big showdown, would Hal Jordan side with the Green Lanterns or the Justice League? The way things are now, I mean, I think he would definitely side with the Justice League. You know, there seems to be more, even though in the New 52, again, we don't know how much um, experience they've had together. And, you know, we, we saw right before Hal left the team that, you know, they're just starting to, to get to know each other. But we have to assume that there there's some history there uh, with the, the Guardians the way they are now, I don't think he, he would you know pick them over to Justice League. The only problem would be is would they have the ability to you know remove his his power ring because then he'd, he'd kind of be screwed. Um, T.F. Crocky, Robert um, says, "Do you think WB should focus around 10 15 minute YouTube shorts on each Justice League member and enemies? Think of those Mortal Kombat shorts." Um. Okay, so since you, meant, I'm trying, trying to think of the Mortal Kombat ones. So, I, yeah, I think I remember seeing some of those because I was, I was like, wow, you know, this is, yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know if you're talking about for Injustice, Gods Among Us, you know, or if you're talking about like before the movie came out, because both would have an advantage, you know, if if they're gonna do a Justice League movie, they might say, well, people. Might know who the Flash is. Maybe we should do this this little little bit, but um, but then they have to figure out how they're gonna actually do that. If it's for the video game, you know, it would be easier. You know, you'd have the character models and all that. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think they should, because you know, like like Solomon Grundy. Some people might be like, "Who the heck is that?" Um, or the other thing is Warner Brothers could also say, "Hey, comic vine, we'll we'll help you out. We'll we'll throw some money your way. You can do some some three minute experts." But three minutes is so short. But um, and before anyone asks, yeah, I, I I'm working on I, I I'm not working on I'm working on trying to get more um, three minute experts. So it's just a logistics. So we'll see about that. Um, Shinkenzan, this is Brent. Why is all new X Men weekly? I like it, but I don't have the cash flow to buy every week. Um, yeah. So we uh, it's it's supposed to be twice a month, but I I just think um issue two and three came out weekly just probably because of december and with the the limited shipping on, on the 26th i think uh, the only comics coming out that week are amazing Spider Man 700 and, and avenging Spider Man 15.1 so i think they just wanted to fit it in so they could get you know two comics in before the end of the year so it's definitely not going to be weekly um Okay, so let's see. Um, minato Sam says, "Should I read the Ultimate Universe comics from number one, or should I just jump in on Ultimate Comics relaunch first issues?" It it depends on on what resources you have, like how basically how much money do you have? Ideally, it would be great for you to go back and read all the you know the original stories, especially you know if if you're really committed and want to read them. There's some stuff that was okay, so that that's the other thing. But most of it was was pretty good. It's going to take you a long time. Even if you were to say, okay, money is not an object. I can go out and buy all these trades and everything or issues. It's going to take you a while to get caught up. So I would definitely say if you want to go back to the relaunch issues, go there, read those. And then, you know, then kind of make the decision for yourself. It's so like, okay, you know, this is kind of cool. I want to go back and see what happened before. Because when I first started reading, you know, we didn't have relaunches all the time. I just, you know, jumped in the middle and, you know, you, you just go from, from there. Like, you know, I think like Uncanny X-Men was that issue like 188 or something like that. I think that was the, that was the first issue I actually bought. Um, I didn't, you know, go back and read. You know, I, I kept reading. It was in the middle of a story arc. Um, like you know, Rachel Summers was there. I was like, you know, who's this? And then what I did is I, I, I slowly started buying back issues because you know we we didn't back back in my day, you know we didn't have all the trades coming out you know all the time. So you just jump in, and so with any series you just jump in, try to figure out what's going on. Check you know the Comic Vine pages, go to the forums. You know you can even say, hey, I just started reading here. You know what did I miss, and I'm sure people will jump in and, and answer those questions. Super HDJ, if they made a Captain Planet comic, who do you think should write it? Uh, You know, here here's my confession. Um, Captain Planet, I I I don't really know much about Captain Planet. Doesn't mean I don't like the environment. I just I never never watched it, so um, I don't know. Alan Moore, um, Frank Miller, I, I I honestly don't know. Um, it would be interesting to see a more serious not necessarily gritty but a a different type of Captain Planet Um, Twisted Gamer now that Raven has been reintroduced into the New 52 do you want her on the Teen Titans or maybe something like Justice League Dark that's a very good question Um, I want her on the Teen Titans but it's almost like she doesn't seem like she would fit in now with the Teen Titans Um, I think she's a teen so she we saw her in, F- in Phantom Stranger um it could go either way it might be better for her to be I guess in Teen Titans and Justice League Dark seeing how I don't know it, I mean it would work in Justice League Dark but I think I would rather have her in Teen Titans somehow make that work um and Twisted Gamer says I think she'd fit right in on Justice League Dark so yeah so it could go either way um and then Jr. Teeter says, in the latest issue of X-Men and upcoming preview, Cyclops' power seems amped up from the standard straight beam. How? Um, yeah, so they, they explained some of that in, in all-new X-Men number 3. So, it, you know, it was the effects of the Phoenix Force, so things things aren't as they, they used to be. So I, I won't say anything more in case um, you haven't you're not not caught up with that um parallax steve says if you could do a marvel dc crossover which two characters would you choose so i I know i've answered this question before but um it's like you know who doesn't want to see spider-man and batman and and yeah they they had two crossovers before it um but you know i i think that that would be really fun to see or maybe even um like nightwing and spider-man you know they they might get along a little little better so that that'd be pretty cool. Um, Parallax Steve says, "Would Wolverine's claws be able to stab Superman?" Um, it would depend. In theory, I think it could, but I I don't think Wolverine would have the strength to thrust his claws into him because you know we saw I, I believe it was it All Star Batman and Robin where um. Where Wonder Woman and Superman were fighting and and he cut Wonder Woman cut Superman's cheek. Now I don't know if the blade had any magicalness, you know, bestowed upon it. But I th- I think she actually cut him. So I think the claws could cut him, but it just would be a matter of, of if Wolverine is strong enough to, to do that. I don't think it'd be like cutting through butter. Like a hot knife through butter. Um, who would be your dream comic book team writer and artist and what characters and story would you want them to do? Uh, it just it it depends. You know, I, I love Matt um I love Mike Allred on and you know his his art. I love Alan Davis. Um, you know, I, I love Scott Snyder's writing, I love Matt Fraction, um, you know, Grant Morrison. So it I I think it would depend on on the characters, because you know, I could say I want the ultimate Batman story and we're, we're kind of getting it already in Batman or, you know, I want a really cool Spider-Man, but you know, we're getting some good stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I, I I don't know if I I can answer that any better than I have. So I apologize for that. Um, and on that note, I'm going to call this a wrap. So this has been the invincibly super massive comic book podcast of stuff. So we had Matt Fraction on, um, next week, who's going to be on?" I'm not sure yet, but you'll you'll find out um, you know, I'm, I'm almost thinking I, I kind of have to <laughs> pace myself because you know I've, I've been getting all these really cool uh comic book people, writers on, and i I'll, I'll admit, I'm a little worried. It's like, can I do this you know, fifty two weeks a year?" And, and yes, there will be some repetition, obviously. Um, like, you know, Scott Snyder was limited on time. So, you know, I can easy, easily, ease, easily. And it's, it's all about scheduling too. You know, will I be able to get people? So, um, I'm almost thinking it's like, you know, maybe I shouldn't push it so much, you know, how, how nice these people are and willing to, to talk to me for an hour or so, but you know, we'll definitely see. And we also have the holidays coming up. So, um, yeah, we're gonna have to figure, see, I, I'm gonna have to decide what I'm going to do with, 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 the holidays and because you know we're probably not going to have a, a regular um podcast let's see so the 21st we'll have one the 28th there's not gonna be a comic vine podcast but will we have one of these on the 26th uh, see part of me wants to say yeah i should do one because the show must go on and there'll be no podcast people will be missing something but then if people are on vacation or away from computers, you know. and they, I don't want them to miss an episode two. So I don't know about that. So as of now, I'm not sure if there will be one of these shows next week, um, possibly. We'll see. So if you have questions for the question portion, you can go to Comic Vine, to the general forum, to the Ask G-Man video questions thread. Um, you can also ask me on Twitter. So you can, I'm G-Man from Heck, and you can do the hashtag Ask G-Man. I will answer your questions. I'll do it with a smile, even though you won't see me. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Say hey. Did you know Comic Vine has two really cool podcasts? And there's this one called Invincibly Supermassive Comic Book Podcast and stuff. They might start listening. And then you guys can talk about it. you say, hey, what would you think of last night's episode? That was pretty cool, huh? All right. Thanks for, for listening, guys. Um, if you celebrate whatever holidays you celebrate this month, if it's coming up or it's currently ongoing, I wish you a safe and happy holidays. If I do not talk to you guys you know, next week, um, keep, keep reading comics. Do not spoil The Amazing Spider-Man. Don't look for spoilers online. Um, don't be one to spoil it. And I just want to remind you, read Amazing Spider-Man 700 and then read Avenging Spider-Man 15.1. So that'll be next week. So that has been another episode. Thanks. I will talk to you guys soon. So, so my question, my question is, is, could it be? Could it be? We, don't, we know. don't know. And I would like no to ask you ask which ask comic the book does affect you most emotionally. emotionally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the question. Yep. 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 I'll yep. 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 shake, shake your, your shake. Head. Head. I, love I love Alan This is it's a, a John Byrne issue. I love Alan Davis. I, I wasn't a fan of this like what that's the question. you can't blame the immediate creative team <laughs> I gave this a I two. Give this a two. <laughs>